Welcome, Sox fans, to Good Guys Talk Back, episode 27. Uh, this is a two-part episode for you this week. Uh, I am Nick Morowski, and we are recording on Monday, June 15th, 2019, one day away from Cubs Sox uh, in Wrigley. Uh, the Sox are 34 and 36. Three and a half games out of that second wild card spot, uh, sitting at third place in the AL Central. But boy, it's an exciting team uh, to be watching. I haven't been this excited for a third place team uh, in a, in a long time. Uh, not too bad of a weekend uh, against the Yankees. Uh, Sox split with the Bronx Bombers. Actually, Sox got to 500 after a Friday night's game, featuring another Geo Gem. Uh, great crowds this weekend. Uh, however, you know the Sox continue to be only as strong as their as their pitching, especially their starting pitching. Uh, you know something just happens uh, to the offense uh, when our pitching collapses. We we just can't we just can't muster um, you know the ability the offense uh, to help cancel out uh, the deficiencies of our pitching. You know, but when things are going great for our pitching, you know, you got to use Geo as the example. Our offense explodes and has been very supportive uh, to good pitching. It's been very strange uh, to watch. Uh, I want to go into the whole, you know, Lopez situation again, but yeah, my blood pressure is just going to get you know too high. Doctor's orders. I am going to stay away from the Lopez stuff right now. It's maddening. I'm sure I'll get back into it uh, next week. Good stuff going on, though, uh, for Giolito gets to 10 wins. Uh, Eloy Jimenez, boy, just a monster offensively this past weekend. Um, Mankata dealing again still with some back issues. Uh, hope, things can, hope things can settle down for him and we could see him uh, in Wrigley. But uh, a guy you're going to be seeing, I hope, uh, is Zach Collins. Uh, the Sox made the announcement uh, unofficially, uh, Sunday night, it became official on Monday that they are calling up uh, the first round pick from 2017, really the first draft pick of this rebuild, uh, lefty uh, hitter, catcher out of Miami. Uh, we know he's got the power, the left-handed power. Uh, his defense, his catching abilities have been criticized by folks who know uh, what they're talking about with the with the catching world, um, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him learn a little bit from McCann. What does this do for Castillo? I, I, I don't know. I think a lot of Sox fans are, are ready to be done with the Castillo uh, project and, and really the Yonder Alonso project. But some room needs to be made on this team for Zach Collins. Uh, he's being brought up, and he will be with the team in Wrigley. Uh, that. That Cubs-Sox uh, series starts, it's a two-game series. It starts Tuesday, tomorrow. Uh, you've got Nova against Hamels, and then game two. Uh, on paper, it's pretty lopsided. Geo versus Lester. I mean, Geo's numbers are you know, amazing compared to Lester. But we all know Lester, a crafty vet, uh, that's going to be a good matchup in game two. I'm excited for that. Unfortunately, uh, the weather forecast right now for that Wednesday game is not looking promising. I hope that changes because I really want to see, um, I really want to see that matchup. Now, 
Cubs are throwing two lefties, so what does that mean for Zach Collins' uh, at-bats as a left-handed hitter? Uh, we will see uh, how the Sox use him, but uh, fans, especially this one right here, yours truly, have been calling for Zach Collins. Get him up to the bigs. Make room for him. Let's see what he can do uh, with that bat and uh, start, getting, start getting behind McCann a little bit and learning from McCann, who's having... Uh, just an all-star year. Um, so uh, that's where the Sox are sitting, 34 and 36. Um, you know, two-game series in Wrigley, you know, maybe they can sneak one out of two. A, a sweep, sure, we want it, but I think that's going to be tough against Hamels and Lester. Um, part two of this episode 27, Good Guys Talk Back, is actually a pre-recorded episode that uh, Jeff, Julie, and myself did uh, recently, just on the fandom, the Chicago fandom, uh, you know, Cubs fans, Sox fans, where do you get your fandom from, and uh, what what the outlooks are like uh, moving forward with both the Cubs and Sox, and will we see that that Cubs Sox World Series? Uh, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, follow us on Twitter at Good Guys TB and. Uh, like our Facebook page, Good Guys Talk Back. Uh, this is part two coming up of episode 27, uh, previewing the Cubs Sox series. For Jeff Julian, I'm Nick Morowski. Go Sox! Originating from a secret underground bunker buried deep in the heart of Chicago's north side, two fans dare to defy the laws of man to bring you a podcast about the south side hitmen, the good guys who wear black. There's a sense of pride. Um, there's a sense of, of purpose. Azagian, by far. He was my favorite player. Well, all time, it's Paul Canerco. I love the hot dogs. I love the grilled onions. And I can't believe it's been 13 years. 13 painful, painful years. <laughs> because good guys wear black. Good guys talk black. Hey, Sox fans. It's Good Guys Talk Back, episode 27, the week of Cubs Socks that week that you have to battle brothers, sisters, parents, coworkers, neighbors, folks on the red line, folks on the bus, folks in the grocery store. You're giving everybody the stink eye. It's that week. Uh, I am Nick Morowski, and with me is Jeff Julian. Hello, sir, and I love looking at this rivalry through your very, <laughs> very dark dark lens oh man on on the baseball it gets world. nasty um <laughs> it gets really really nasty uh we're gonna why can't we all just get I'm along i'm telling you man i have seen games uh in wrigley i've seen games at Sox park i've seen them at folks homes and bars um Man, I you know I wear my emotions on my sleeve, but it it has gotten ugly over the years. I've seen some things, and I've been a part of some things. <laughs> oh um, my god! But, this uh, is like a confessional. Uh, <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> uh, yeah, uh, let's let's go all the way back, back, back here, and how we kind of uh, uh, got. This is almost like a prequel, I guess, to the podcast. Um, we uh, record this podcast, folks. Uh, Good guys talk back. A White Sox fan centric, blue collar podcast. We are recording on the north side of Chicago. Um, I yeah, myself, we're about what a, a mile in some change uh, from. We're t- like two miles. Uh, it's like yeah, <laughs> but we're close to Wrigley. We're yeah. you can feel that gravitational pull when we fire up the old podcast machine and we try to. We tried to fly it south. No, you're, towards no, no, no. You're getting weight. No, no, no. We're not. The, it's not like. Um, <laughs> what do you mean? We're not that close. I didn't we're say not. we're inside the park. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to tell people where we're at? Of course not. Uh, uh, we are We are on the north side. I, I am. Uh, I'm coming from the lifelong, diehard, live and die White Sox fandom. Now uh, uh, and I, I would add that we're both. South side, not south side, but we're south suburbs. Yeah. Um, or even yeah. probably exurbs to to, to, yeah. to be truth. But we're, yeah. you know, in that I-80 corridor uh, yeah. growing up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, my my parents and their parents grew up in South Chicago neighborhood, uh, 100 and something south, uh, kind of close to the lake. And, uh you know, I grew up in the South Burbs, like in the Orland Park area, and there was no question. You know, it was you're baptized into the White Sox fandom. Um, it's just it's just how it went. You know, that's what you were dressed in, and I, you know, my first gear was like the '83 jersey and the '83 hat, and. I uh, remember, you know, going, I didn't go to too many games at old Comiskey Park, you know, I, but I went to enough to remember and have the pictures to prove it. Um, but it was a, you're either a Sox fan or you're not. There is no, you can also root for the Cubs. I mean, this was talked about in the household. <laughs> okay. And being in the South suburbs, um, you saw a lot of Sox fans. Uh, I feel like I grew up around more Sox fans than Cub fans. There were Cub fans around, you know, um, where their families relocated from the north side uh, into the Burbs. But it was it was very, uh, you know, this was not something to be confused. Uh, we were Sox fans, and, you know, here we are. That's uh, just kind of like you're a fan by birth, and you, you, you learn to grow and, 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 and appreciate the team. And, you know, I love when people are like, well, I've been alive for, you know, 70 years. I've been a Sox fan for you have. But for some of those early years, you really didn't know what was going on. You had to, <laughs> at a certain point, you at a certain point, you kind of choose, don't you? If I want to continue this way or if I don't yeah. want to continue this way, am I going to invest in learning about this team and rooting for this team? I would think that's true because you certainly see no matter what sport you'll see this sort of like, uh, you know, you have like father, son and the father is a bears fan and somehow the kids a green Bay Packers fan. And you're like, you're like, uh, I don't understand what, what happened uh, here, you know? And it's, it's like you said, there was at some point there was this choice or or the kid, the kid was brought up one, you know, you kind of, you you don't have a full sense of, of what you're doing. And then you come of age and you, are like I'm not going to root for this terrible team when they've got so and so 
over but, here. Okay, you know? all right. But if you understand the history of the fandom with your family yeah, sure. and why your right. family was a fan of that team, and you have grown to appreciate uh, the players and the eras and the yeah. experiences, I don't see why you would defect. You know? Uh, yeah, fandom. But but that's that's what's so weird about about fandom and. You know, for me, it is so clear with football, you know, as a Bears fan, I got very little love for any of the NFC North division rivals. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't even root for them. Uh, if if yeah. the Bears are yeah, out, yeah. I actively root against yeah. them, right? Yeah. But for, for some reason, I don't share the same kind of intra-city <laughs> baseball hatred, Yeah. you know, and... Then in the other sports, I'm certainly a fan of and root for uh, the Bulls and Blackhawks. But when I was a kid, I didn't have strong allegiances to, to either of those teams. Because mm -hmm. frankly, unless you were a hockey family, you know, the Hawks were bad for so long um, right. that... You know, they were kind of an afterthought. You had to have a family member that knew the um, the Hall days right, and right. the Makita days and the Esposito days and that knew when the roar was powerful on Madison uh, yeah. to really bring you through those dark, dark, dark times. Yeah. I could tell you the two basketball, the basketball and hockey teams I rooted for, but you probably won't. You won't hang out with me anymore. Won't uh, I, I? I won't be on the podcast anymore. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't talk about that. I want to hear about. <laughs> you don't. I don't. I don't, I don't say I don't, it. Say your teams. Say your teams here. You see, so I came to them very naturally, uh, at least to me. Uh -huh. All right. So my dad, who you know, I'll, I'm just gonna blame it on my dad. And my sure. dad has been on the podcast before, yeah. uh, telling yeah. his terrible uh orton jersey story oh, yeah, so you yeah, already yeah. you already can question his judgment right there <laughs> but he was a lakers fan uh -huh. and so when i when we you know he taught me how to play basketball and we you know i loved playing basketball out in the you know fr front driveway with him mm -hmm. and you know watching those games so I kind of gravitated towards the Pistons because they were a natural rival oh. to the Lakers. I know. Oh, so I loved Jeff. those 90s Pistons teams. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Are you kidding yeah, me? the bad boys. Oh, Absolutely. No. And then I did not know that. Here, here's your double dip. So like any good kid in the 90s, I was playing Sega Genesis. Yeah. And I loved yeah. NHL... I think it was NHL 94. Yeah, sounds right. Yeah. Man, and I loved that Detroit Red Wings team. Sure, <laughs> so understandable. I yeah. played that team, and I followed that team. I loved wow. Steve Eiserman. I just, I thought the world of that of that dude, and just loved those hockey teams. Uh -huh. And you know, then fell out of watching hockey as I as I got a little bit older and huh. into college, and then kind of came, like I said, same same thing. You know didn't really care much for the bulls mm. and then watch that second. I cannot believe yeah. you didn't care know. for the isn't bulls. That, isn't that crazy? But it was just, it's just how that's that came up. I know. I know. Wow. But that's how that came up for me huh. as a kid. You know, wow. yeah. My, yeah. there was no strong 
Chicago allegiance to either to uh, no strong allegiance to either of those Chicago teams from a family standpoint. So I came to these other teams through my own sort of. So 1991 Lakers Bulls finals, the Julian household is rooting for the Lakers. I wasn't rooting for the Lakers. <laughs> Right, I didn't yeah, want the Lakers just, to still, win either. I was pissed at the I was salty. Yeah. The strike got bounced. Yeah, absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But I mean, it came through sure. a very kind of natural. So yeah. I guess that's, you know, that, that kind of goes back to my point before about, about, you know, how does one defect, so to mm-hmm. speak? Well, sometimes I don't even think it's a defection. It may just be how that there's not a strong. Or also, I remember thinking man that san jose sharks logo and hat and yeah. color scheme oh, yeah. is awesome yeah i'm a san jose sharks fan yeah now, i hear you, you know so I, hear you. I think i think if if it is a very strong thing for your family and you know the 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 mom or dad you know who's you know the whatever within your family mm-hmm. then it gets passed down and it can be very difficult to um you know, for, for, for you to kind of change allegiances or even think about it, right? right? Like you never, you never would have thought about becoming a twins fan or a, you know, Royals fan because you played a video game or something because you liked, um, you know, a a particular player, you know, but if you don't have that, then absent of that, you kind of get swept up on whatever is happening. And only, I think if I, if my dad hadn't liked the Lakers and I hadn't got into this kind of rivalry and like, I really liked Dennis Rodman. I thought he was, you know, just this great rebounder sure. and, you know, yeah. and followed that team. I think if I had not had picked the team at that point and then started, you know, then the Bulls thing had mm-hmm. happened, then maybe I would have got swept up into that wow. in the same way that I think. Again, my dad was a Cowboys fan. Yeah. You know, he grew up in the, you know, he was in that kind of 60s, 70s America's yeah. team. And there were only a couple teams wow. who picked that team. But I came of age in that 85 Bears time. And so mm-hmm. from that point on, I was a Bears fan. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I don't know. It's, it's weird. It is know? weird. Uh, and, and being in a city like Chicago that has two uh, teams, it gets even more complex. So what was the family what was the family situation with baseball for you i mean it was all white socks for me and you i think you you've you've told me you're pretty split yeah, i don't think anybody was a diehard in any in any one particular camp but my grandmother was definitely a white Sox fan uh-huh. so we were white Sox fans it was clearly you know i grew up in wilmington yeah and so you know that's like exurb exurb small town mm-hmm. you know uh, south of joliet and so Clearly, if you're going to a baseball game in Chicago, the easiest yeah. park to, to get to is going to be, yeah. you know, Comiskey. Mm-hmm. And so, when we did go to games, that's that's where we went. And I, so I was a Sox fan. I loved Ozzie Guillen. Mm-hmm. I would, yeah. Uh, yeah. One of my buddies in the neighborhood was a Cardinals fan, and he loved Ozzie Smith. So we would we would trade our um, <laughs> trade our Ozzie <laughs> cards. I could, yeah. I I still got him. I got I yeah. got his whole rookie year. Nice. Uh, you know, set of yeah. the Sox cards. And, you know, I watched the Sox all the way up until the 94 strike. And I mm-hmm. was so disillusioned mm. by that particular, um, that, that strike yeah. and just, you know, yeah. what it meant to that particular baseball team. Oh, how good they and, were. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I just kind of, I fell away from baseball, mm. you know, and I started watching, I was watching more hockey at that point and more basketball. And I was just like, I'm done with baseball, you know? Wow. And, 
I, you know, I kind of kept an eye on it, but I wasn't, I wasn't in all in on mm-hmm. baseball, you know? And then I met my wife and her brothers and, and she were Cubs fans. Yeah. And so I started casually watching the game again in 2000, 2001. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I was always, I've always been a sports guy. I've always listened to sports yeah, radio. Yeah. So I, I always know what's going on. Yeah. It depends on how much I'm actually plugged into one particular team, mm-hmm. you know? So that, those were some pretty interesting Cubs teams, right? You yeah. know, especially as you go through 01, 02, 03, and, you know, you got Kerry Wood and Mark Pryor and all everything yeah. that went on Sosa. with that. Sosa. And so those were fun teams to watch, mm-hmm. but still had an eye on the Sox, especially when Guillen uh, became manager. Yeah. And yeah. then you got that really fun 04, 05 run. And I, yeah. you know, Janet and I, and, you know, as I said, she's a, more of a Cubs fan, but we mm-hmm. watched the hell out of that 05 yeah. Sox team and yeah. rooted, uh, you know, just as hard for them to to win and so mm-hmm. to me it was always kind of and i get it i get mets yankees i get mm-hmm. cubs socks i get where there could be this animosity for me i never really felt that way yeah. i always felt like hey it, we're lucky to have two baseball teams in town and if one is doing better than the other i'm, I'm going to enjoy that and mm-hmm. i'm going to root for that team to to, to do well i still think the coolest thing would be a, a, mm, a, a cross city series. I don't know what the heck I would do during well, that. I mean, that's no, I would root question. for the White Sox because I'm on a fan centric blue collar <laughs> White Sox. Well, podcast. That, that's the ultimate question is when I hear this from people that are, that they swing both ways. It's like, well, in a series like that's, that's, you know, yeah. among us here, yeah. you know, the Cubs Sox series, you know, a couple in Wrigley, you know, a few in uh, Sox park, who are you rooting for? Yeah. Um, and especially when it's not, you can't root for a split cause it's like a three game yeah. series. So uh, that, that's all. always the question. And then all the ultimate is, well, what would happen if they met in the world series? To me, I feel like when the game started mattering, it became a little less fun because you know, it, it was better when it was this to me, it was better when it was this idea that if they meet in, mm-hmm. in the world series, then you'll have to pick, right? And then well, that'll be it. And so this is an exhibition game, and it's fun. But when it, when interleague happened, and and the games counted, you know, yeah. I, I always felt like the team that was doing better, that or or the better team that had a chance to go to the playoffs, usually lost those games. And right, that, you know what I'm right, saying? Right. Well, <laughs> it, it you know that was it always, always seemed like the like the team that was kind of scrapping would would take two out of three and. And the, the playoff bound team was kind of hurt by the yeah. by, by the series. Yeah, I, you know, in the neighborhood, uh, growing up or at school, uh, that was always the game, the Windy City Classic, where we would razz each other because both teams sucked. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those those teams were rough. Right, right. You know, in the late eighties, I mean, the Cubs had you know 84, 89, 84, yeah, yeah. But you know, for the most part, there was a lot of dry spells. So yeah. That was like the game where you got a lot of bragging rights. Um, yeah, I think things changed, Th- things really changed in, and you'd have to say 2003 yeah. I mean, when the Cubs got that close yeah. to making it to the world series. I think if you, if you were very split or you swung both ways, the, that actual decision was like, whoa, there, there's, there could be a team, one of our teams that makes it to the world yeah, series. Right. right. 
And and then in 05 is when things really changed, when the Sox not only got to the World Series, but they won the World Series. Yeah. And then in 2008, both teams made the playoffs. Yeah. So you're like all of these walls started coming down, right? Yeah. And then now with what the Cubs have done over the last, you know, five years, four or five years winning in, in 16. So they both have got a title in their, in their recent memory and the Cubs have still a, a good core. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think there's a window, Yeah, but they still have a good core and, and the Sox, as you like to say, are on the come. Yeah. Um, and we're hoping that in a few years, the Cubs are still, they still have that core and the Sox are, you know, emerging to make, uh, to make a series. Now, I, I talked to a lot of Sox fans about this, and, you know, we're hopeful that the Sox get back to the series in the next few years. Does your opponent, do you want that opponent when you get back to the World Series, do you really want them to be the Cubs? <laughs> think yeah. about it. You no, got to think know. long and hard. I know. It's, it, it's probably, it'd be great for the city. Oh, right. it would be, it'd be, it'd it, be and it'd, it'd probably be really good for for Major League Baseball. Um, it would I probably, couldn't handle it. It would probably be, for me. I couldn't yeah, handle it. It would probably be too much because because the stakes would be so high. I need it for us to get one out of the way. Like we need it. We need a World Series. Like. <laughs> You know, let's beat, uh, you know, the Braves in the World Series. And then we get back the next year. Then it's like, all right, Cubs. Okay. All, right, all right. Now, now, now I can relax a little bit because I've got a recent one under the right. belt. You know, right. it still would be traumatic. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I just it's fascinating to me about how this city is with baseball. You know, it, it, you know, I've lived in a bunch of different areas and coming from the suburbs, right? You know, the South Burbs where. I didn't think too much about it. I felt like there was a bit more of a Sox presence um, than Cubs. Uh, then when moving to the city proper, you know, which you did too. Yeah. I mean, you were in Joliet and then you moved to the city proper. Yeah. And I lived in Bridgeport. Yep. And then coming up north, just life took me up north. You can really tell. I mean, yeah. there is a major difference. Yeah. Uh, it's gotten a little bit better, uh, and by better I mean the lines are blurred mm-hmm. uh, more, and and I and I really think it's because you know folks that are from the city all their life, you know they might be leaving the city and they're going to the burbs, and mm-hmm. what's coming into the city are folks that went to school at Big Ten schools like Michigan or Ohio State or Iowa or Wisconsin. And they come into the city to live. And it's like, well, where are you going to go to build your life? You're going to go down to the south side to build your life? Or are you going to build more on the north side where there's just so much more going on? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they become a Cubs fan. Yeah. And I don't want to get into a whole thing with that. But, you know, up here where we record uh, the podcast and walking around and everything, you know, I see my, my, my you know, my, my Sox fans from time to time. Yeah. Okay. But I know that I'm in, you know, Cubs world. And the further you get away from Wrigley, the easier it is. I yeah. mean, in, in the in the neighborhood that you live in, that I live in, it's a little blurry. But yeah. I still know, you know, we're up on the north side. Right. Now, what comes down to it is when you go see a game at a bar, right, Jeff? Or when you go see a game at a restaurant. What's the problem I usually get into? <laughs> okay. How many times have you been with me where we've wanted to, you know, we've wanted to watch a game or we know the Sox are playing <laughs> 
and we go into a it doesn't even it's a sports bar whatever they've got you know 12 TVs what's what's the problem I'm always going to get into can't get the Sox game you will not find the Sox game on we found it a few times we also you. found we also found cartoons on one yeah. TV and one that, that was just that broken. was allegedly broken that yeah. couldn't be changed what you're going to find is and, and I really want to make an app for other Sox fans of like where bars are Sox friendly uh. Up on the on the north side of Chicago, and there are yeah. some folks. I know there are, uh, but I'm what to I think of a good name for that, like yeah. Grabowski Hub or something, and it tells you. <laughs> you keep working on that. <laughs> what I find is, you know, bars got you know twelve TVs. Uh, there's nine of them that are on the Cubs game. You know, uh, there's one that's on like a race, like a NASCAR event. Uh, there's one that's on like a cartoon and then there's one that's just like on an infomercial yet. There's a Sox game going on at the same time. And I can't fault people, you know, bartenders and, and you know, waitresses and bar owners half the time. They're not even sports interested to begin with. They just know, Oh, we're on the North side of town. I'm going to go put the Cubs game on. You know, yeah. you know what I mean? I, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, some of it's proximity and some of it is, you know, foot footprint, right? Size right. of fan base. Right. And right. so, so much of why the Cubs have a big footprint is some of it is, I, I mean, there, there's obvious things, you know, du- being, being on WGN, oh, of course. And being that kind of yeah, superstation, getting that blanket. And then you've got sort of the, they were the anti-Yankees for so long. They were, they were the lovable losers. And so yeah. to, so to earn, you kind of earned a fan base by being really bad. And, yeah. and it was cool so, to like them. Yeah. yeah, Cool or what, or whatever. It was just, it was, it was, it was a lot of people saw them and, you know, there was, a, a, you know, they did have some, some really good players too over the years that were, that were, uh, you know, worth rooting for. And, you know, then a lot of heartbreak and then you get this myth rolling and then yeah. off you go. So my point is that, whether earned or or by luck or by being bad, there's just there's there's more, you know, there's just more, yeah. And so I think that ends up kind of playing into this where um, it is it, it can be harder to find um, a Sox. It's it's place very difficult or, to be a Sox fan in the city of Chicago. I mean, it, it really is. Uh, and I, I, a lot of it is going along the lines of what you're saying with the Hollywoodization of the Cubs over the years. And, you know, you got celebrities and uh, musicians and folks gravitating towards right. the Cubs right. and, and this, this, you know, this Wrigley world that's being created that started with the field, Wrigley field. And if you were coming from out of town, you know, look, like something out of Ferris Bueller, yeah, and you're right. Doing, and you're doing and there, a day a, in the city of Chicago. Yeah, it's like, well, he didn't go to the South Side to catch a game. He went to Wrigley Field to catch a day game. There's and, a myth. There, there, there's a mythology there that's that that's been partially earned and partially built up over time. Right. And and there, yeah, I. I I, I don't know how you ever. I guess I would ask you as as a as as the diehard. Why does that? Why does that bother you? It's a good question, and I've wrestled with this for a long time. And it, why it, it ultimately bothers me is the the attention that the Sox uh, lose 
because of so much pro Cubs uh, attention, you know? Yeah. So the more they nowadays win and the more that they kind of take over publications and, and media outlets and that Wrigley world keeps building and, and tourism just floods in because everybody from out of town wants to see uh, the Cubs uh, as they continue to do well, we already were playing second fiddle. So our, our attention, that spotlight, if there was any light on the Sox, and there was for a little bit in 2005, and that didn't last very long, all of the attention is just gone away. I mean, and, and, and so, so what is that? What do I care? And, and you know what? I have to eventually have to give that up and not care too much anymore and just say, hey, man, I, I got it in my heart. I wear it on my sleeve. I know where there are Sox fans. And uh, I know where I can find them, and yeah. I know where it's socks friendly yeah. in this city. And hey, we're you know strength in numbers, right? But I would like to see my team get attention, yeah. in this city, yeah. okay? Especially now, na- I'm probably never going to get it nationally, uh, but I'd like to at least get to shoulder in and get some equal city attention. Well, and what's interesting is that you would think. And, and you're right, it did. And I, I think we looked at attendance numbers at, at some point to see, you know, how long, like where that wave really crested, mm-hmm. you know, was it before 05? And then it kind of, you know, how, how long did it last? But you're right, winning really, winning a World Series didn't translate into some of the things that that you would think would happen mm-hmm. where... You know, it's tough to get people out to the ballpark it, it, in yeah. in in April, in May. Yeah. And everybody's facing, you know, attendance right? issues, you know, except yeah. for except for a, a few teams. Right. And right. some of them, it's this it's the historic parks. I'm sure Boston's the same way where they're, yeah. you know, they're they're drawn no matter yeah. what. And probably Yankees well, some and, hot teams I mean, in hot teams. But yeah. yeah. So I. Yeah, I I don't know how the Sox solve that, and I don't know that it's you know to to me, I I just want the team to win. You know, right. if they if they win another World Series and we get to watch it and enjoy it and um, root for them, what do I care if they're tenth in attendance or um, you know, or if ESPN talks about right and that's the long play and that's the mature play and that's where i've eventually gravitated over the years is just the peace of mind of hey they're doing well and i i understand how everything else works and they're not in la they're not in new york they're not boston so i can just be happy that they've got a quality product and and that's that um you know it's more of i i I don't know. You you, you want to just you just want to get the city attention. I you, wonder you with really the different do, ownership right? group though, if if you know, and they're it's not the same. They're not exactly like the the Bill Wirtz, you know, Blackhawks setup where you know you're not you're doing these weird things like you're not broadcasting mm-hmm. you know certain games mm-hmm. at certain times, yeah. and then all of a sudden you get this change, and it's like oh the floodgates open, and you've got you know I mean that 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 transformation is unbelievable. Sure. Uh, so yeah, I do wonder sometimes if the current Sox management hides behind some of that second fiddle stuff and we don't get enough attention and we can't, yeah, the we can't get me. people to sure. the ballpark. And so yeah. we're not going to be able to spend as much as other teams. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, but you're still, 
you're still a major market team. Act like it. Yeah. So I do wonder sometimes if maybe a different ownership group would do a few things differently that might bring some attention and Mm -hmm. spotlight back to that team and change, um, you know, and, and, and even further invigorate the, the fan yeah. base. I, I don't well, know. because what's happening is is most Sox fans just play that card of, well, we're the second team in the second city, almost like Cubs played the lovable losers card. And to a certain degree, you know, you, you just you don't care anymore. You're like, it is what it is. You know, I'm a Sox fan. And I, there, there aren't a lot of me around here, but I know where to find them. And this yeah. is my team I root for. And, you know, I, I get it. You just have to you just have to move on. But uh, it sure is nice to rub shoulders with people that think the way you think. And the city is so big. I would think that I would see more pockets uh, up on the north side that are more Sox friendly. I think it, it could start trending that way with folks moving you know, and and changing the landscape of different neighborhoods. Um, Do you remember when there was talk, you know, before they did the big renovation at at Wrigley and there was always this talk, like maybe they'll go to the suburbs, you know, maybe they'll, you know, they'll, they'll leave Wrigley. Yeah. yeah, Or I felt like Schaumburg. Oh yeah. Yeah. Do you think if the, and there was rumors for a while that the Sox were going to go to Florida. Oh, of course, yeah. Do you wonder if things would be different if the Sox were further into the south suburbs? Not much, but enough to where you know you're still a Chicago team, mm-hmm. but you're you know it, yeah, like, like a little midway, bit more, like South Midway. I don't know exactly where where would be right, mm-hmm. but where you were. Because there is a large concentration in the suburbs as mm-hmm. much as there is in that kind of yeah. southern section of the city mm-hmm. that if the team had ever moved maybe a little bit more central yeah. into that where, that's where an people interesting would debate. come into, yeah. I, I, That's an interesting Maybe debate. not at all. but I, I don't know what the numbers would be like, but I feel like people would, I don't know, maybe be a little bit more easy to come to a game. Uh, right. You know, saying it that way, if it was... Closer to like Tinley Park. Yeah. Uh, I don't or, know where you would put them. Yeah. You know, exactly. I, um, yeah. That would be interesting. You know, um, th- th- it really would. I mean, it would, it would have a whole different feel. Yeah. That's for, for, sure. Sure. Um, for sure. And I don't know that it's and the, the fact right move. That they, I just no, kind of, I mean, it's just like they've, they've been there for so long. Yeah, We're talking right. about 1900. Uh, and I don't want to say I'm advocating yeah. for that. No, I'm it's just a like, good. I'm just thinking about like the concentration of where where fans are at and if that makes any difference to attendance especially forget about attention or spotlight or anything yeah. like that but just attendance on a monday night or a tuesday I night i think you'd or see an up, an uptick i really do um but then again you know they they rely so heavily on public transportation i mean there are yeah. a lot of folks that take right. the red line they really right. they really are and Definitely. now there's that metra that links up mm-hmm. um Speaking of stadiums and locations and everything, you had mentioned like what, what's happening with Wrigley. What's the vibe for you that, you know, you've, you've seen what Wrigleyville has been like for, for many years. You've seen it as just, you know, a hole in the wall to where it is now. And it's still, it's still growing. And the, the Cub fans that you talk to maybe in your family or friends, is there a negative connotation of what's happened in Wrigleyville, a kind of 
nose up to that is, uh, you know what, they really, they really turned it into something that I don't like. And this is just attracting folks. It's, it's, it's basically turning into a suburb. I don't know. I, you know, I don't know that I'm the right person to answer that because I don't like hanging out in that neighborhood of of that. That's not my neighborhood of choice. That's not my vibe. If I go there, I'm going, I'm going to two places. I'm either going to the Metro to see a show Mm -hmm. or I'm going to the park to see a game. I'm not hanging out. I wonder sluggers or Wrigley, you know, or Murphy's or any of that, you know, um, I do, there is a change Here's how I would here's how I would characterize it. I think the changes in the ballpark and in the footprint of the ballpark I like. I like being able to see a replay on a on, mm-hmm. on a big screen. That yeah. to me is a modern thing. I think that is a basic I mean, necessity. That, that's, that's the majority right now, right? Because yeah, and and I don't think it takes away from the character of the of the ballpark. So yeah. things like that are good. I think that little, I think it's called Gallagher Way or Gallagher Park is a nice touch. It's a place to hang out right outside. Uh-huh. You know, you can see the game while you're out there. The rest of the kind of suburbanization, you know, concrete Xanadu mall, you know, here's a 48 <laughs> lane bowling alley yeah, that you can yeah. get, you know, nachos and wh- sushi, whatever. Sushi nachos. I'm not interested in that, you yeah. know, but again, I wouldn't hang out in that even if there, whether there was a ballpark there or not, you know, I don't think it's for, I don't think it's for a city person, you know, who in the city is actually hanging out there anyway, but I'm not saying it's not smart. You know, what, what, what what they've created is a place that you can go 365 days. a year. I understand that. That's a, that, that is a, the park itself is an attraction. And, And that's always been the argument with Sox fans. Oh, since I was a kid, it's, you go to Sox Park, to the south side, to Bridgeport, um, to watch a game, to watch baseball. Yeah, yeah, right. You're right. not you're not going there for all the other stuff that's up and down Clark. Yeah, and yeah. which now it's just unbelievable. Yeah, uh, we have tailgating opportunities. We've got parking lots. We've got a couple watering holes around and some food places. And if you know where you're where you're going and if you know what you're looking for, there's some really good stuff to mm-hmm. eat around yeah. and to drink around, not to mention in the ballpark. But that was always, you know, the big argument. It's like, oh, Wrigley, everything around. Now we're talking about the team, man. We're yeah. talking about the ball club. And that's not really the argument anymore because, you know, the, the Cubs have, have come along yeah. and have put right. some good teams together. Right. Right. Um, but... If you still are just baseball oriented, there aren't a lot of distractions uh, on the south side. Yeah, for sure. And I, I, I wish there was more of that. I do think I like the Shy Sox Bar and Grill that they put out outside the stadium several years ago. Yeah. I think they could do a couple more of those that bleeds from parking lot to eatery into stadium. Right. Y- yeah. yeah. You almost have to kind of cascade people right, in, right. into the yeah. park, especially if yeah. you're not. If you're not parking right at the stadium or you're taking mm-hmm. public transportation up yeah. or, hey, you got it. You got it. It's your Saturday. We're going to the ballpark. You know, we're, we're, mm-hmm. or we're making a day out of this. Yeah. Give me some places to go to. And like you said, if you know, if you know the spots, yeah. there are spots, but there's not a ton of them. Right. Sure. Right. Yeah. And um, they're not well lit. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, but there's yeah. a lot of great stuff within that, within that park too. So you, you alluded to, you've seen some things yeah. and yeah. that's, I think that's the part that's most disappointing for me in, and I, and I've seen it. It doesn't have to be baseball. doesn't have to be Cubs socks. It's other things. It's fun to raz mm-hmm. other people. It's fun to, you know, kind of have that rivalry. I just hate when it, when it turns to, either, it gets ugly, yeah. you know, and yeah. I, I don't, I don't feel there's there should be there there's there's no place for that you know at the end of the day these are games of distraction from life's real problems and you know that is life's real problems. <laughs> <laughs> uh, those are some of my right. actual okay, life problems well, jeff yeah <laughs> no i get what you're saying yeah uh, well put and nobody should yeah. go home um you know bloodied yeah hurt or or you shouldn't have to you know like Hey man, this guy's brought his kids here, you know. Right, they, right, that, right, right. That kind of stuff. Yeah. And I just, I would, I, I would say this. If someone said that they've got like a four, five year old, six year old kid, and they're thinking about Cub Sox, these game, are I'd not say, the games. That I'd really, say these are not the no. games you take a, a kid no. to, and that, and that is a shame. Yeah. That is a shame, but they get heated. Yeah. Uh, I've been involved in some shouting matches, some arguments. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I, I don't think I've been to a Cubs Sox game where there hasn't been a fight somewhere occurring yeah, around me. Right. And you're never going to get away from that, right? It's just too, I don't know. Well, is. they've, they've tried to restructure things. It used to be weekend series. Yeah. So you'd be drinking right. and tailgating, <laughs> right. you know, for six hours and then you get in and you're sitting next to some that he's somebody that's not wearing the right jersey, right. and then by the third inning, all hell breaks loose. Right. So uh, all games have like a an eight a.m. start now. They're yeah, all... right. They're on a Tuesday. <laughs> right, uh, right. Well, now they're putting them during the week. I mean, yeah. the uh, Sox are in Wrigley during the week. Yeah. I think the Sox welcome the Cubs on a weekend this year. I don't know if they're going to be flipping that. Like next year, the the Wrigley will get a, uh, the Sox coming to them on a weekend. So I did hear too that um, Przinsky is is calling one of these games with Len Casper. I oh think it's boy. the, I think it might be the Saturday Fox game. It's it's mm. whatever game is on national mm. Uh, mm. national TV. So I kind of wish they would have got Michael Barrett. That oh there's the pairing that you need. Were you watching that live when that I happened? I don't remember anymore. I I. You know, probably. But, I remember it. But I absolutely. I saw the footage it. recently, and my yeah, yeah that yeah. was a and good. That on, was a thing. I, good on Przinsky for not just wanting to choke the living <laughs> daylights out of that guy. I mean, you get punched, and it's going to be everywhere nationally forever, right? And you, I mean, he just turned. He is. He was such a slimy guy sometimes, Przinsky. <laughs> and you know, whatever he said or did probably deserved oh, a yeah, punch right, to the face. Right, right. But he just turned his cheek and just left and got the fans so riled up. Is that the wildest moment in that in that rivalry? I mean, that's really the that only was the one most aggressive that I can uh, think of. That. I mean, there have been um, some crazy comebacks. Uh, yeah, you know, just some back and forth uh, home run barrage. Uh, you know, there's been some sweeps. There's been some years where one team was just doing really well and just put their you know foot on the other team's throat. Yeah. Um, I always appreciated Ozzy's absolute hatred for 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 Wrigley Field. Oh, it his just, comments yeah. were sometimes the the highlight of yeah. the series. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean those Lou Pinella Ozzy years were pretty fun. Um, that punch though, 
It's, it really is the defining yeah. moment in that. I, I can't think of anything else that even comes close. I, I want to say it happened in 06. I mean, I check, you know, I should know that because yeah, uh, it's up. been it's been talked about a lot. The, the actual anniversary date just passed us. But if that's right, I mean, you know, look, the the Cubs just saw the Sox win the World Series in 05. It was. It was 06. Yeah, I, I yeah, thought it, it was. was. And, and yep. here, you know, here we go in Sox Park on the south side and. You know, just fireworks. Uh, I remember watching it well, and, and just people just like glued. Like, I can't believe like it's exploding. Well, and then and then uh, a year later, uh, Barrett and Zambrano uh, went. Oh, went sure. At- yeah. Zambrano. <laughs> so, so, that was a calm dude. Yeah. Right. Well, I was going to say Barrett was the common. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Well, yeah. Zambrano, he was he was definitely in- involved in yeah. some of that, too. You know, where he yeah. was a, a heated guy who really really had his emotions yeah. right on his sleeve during games like that. And you think about players that played for both teams and, you know, Sosa always pops to mind, uh, George Bell. Yeah. Yeah. And Ron then you've got Sano. the Harry connection. Yeah. Too. The Harry connection. So it's, uh, it's going to be fun. It'll be a fun, a fun summer. Um, yeah. You know what, what, what I'm hopeful for is that, you know, when we finally get another, episode in that you haven't replaced me uh with (laughs) with another guy doesn't have so much odd team baggage uh his historical (laughs) poor rooting decisions thing uh (laughs) it got me choked up there for a moment i'm still thinking about that pistons thing um well we'll see what happens uh you know, uh, I don't. I don't have a if lot of faith. This is my last episode, no. folks. I really enjoyed my time. I'll, on the, I'll, I'll give on you the a two-week notice of when. Okay, perfect. Thank <laughs> you. So you could say your proper goodbyes. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't have a lot of faith in what the Sox are going to do in Wrigley, but I would like to see the Sox defend their territory on the South Side. So we'll see what happens. Maybe they'll. Uh, maybe Colomay will get. Uh, they'll. They'll work that trade there. Uh, you know, what'll be interesting is Jimenez. You know. Like, yeah, and if Cease right. is up in time, yeah, seeing that, yeah, you could have imagine that, and then the Quintana thing. Well, you know? yeah, so imagine imagine that scenario: you got Jimenez and Cease, Sox win two out of three, and you know you got Cubs fans just regretting, uh, you yeah. know, losing those those players. It's, it's very you know? true, but, but that's that's part of baseball, yeah. right? Is that at some point you're going to have too many young it's guys? The game within the you game gotta, here, right, you got to yeah. make those moves. Yeah. And you know, if whatever the the Sox player is, if you tell me, hey, you're gonna, he's not going to be around, but you're going to win a World Series in mm, 2020, right. 2021, you'd probably say, yeah, right? Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm curious to see how that continues to play out for the Cubs with Quintana. Uh, we loved him, and we sure got a lot for him. Yeah, uh, and uh, well, to be determined for before. us for the South Side. I mean, if if the Cubs don't win a World Series with him pitching, I think they, I, I think they, they lost that deal. I would say because what Jimenez is what 22 years old or something. Cease is 22, yeah. 23. Yeah, I mean, you know, the sky's the limit for those guys. Quintana on that team, there's a window. Yeah, for uh, sure. There really for is. Sure. Um, and, you know, that division with the, with the, the Brewers and the Cardinals. Yeah, and division. It's tough. It's, not a, four, it's division. not a foregone conclusion. No. Um, interesting stuff. Um, for, uh, for Good Guys Talk Back, our 
Chicago White Sox fan-centric blue-collar podcast. This has been a Cubs-Sox talk. Um, hopefully, uh, our Southsiders come out on top, but I'm sure we'll talk more about this Cubs-Sox rivalry uh, when they head to the South Side. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure you check our Facebook page out at Good Guys Talk Back and follow us on Twitter at Good Guys TB. Like the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and give it a rating if you can. Uh, for Jeff Julian, I am Nick Borowski. Go Sox.